Okay, welcome to episode four, which is the last episode in the series. Our topic will be religion, and the central question will be how has religion changed over time, and why, and how has religion shaped the cultural landscape. That at the beginning of French France as a whole was you know a Christian was um, a Christian uh, country. But due to like migration, do actually migration was a big factor. So due to migration, uh, we have you know Muslims, you know Jewish people, Islam that yeah Islam that have uh, traveled to France and they've set up their religion there, and this has shaped the cultural landscape by you know building their holy sites and churches and stuff like that and having festivals yeah in honor of you know whatever they believe in or maybe they don't believe in anything i i would agree because when you are migrating to a place people families groups of people they tend to bring what they know from their home and then bring it with them so like Relocation diffusion, basically, right? Yes, relocation. Basically. And I, I like to use an ex- an example of um, obviously with the Syrian refugee crisis that we talked about in the previous episode. A lot of predominantly uh, Muslim uh, populations were coming over to France, and in order for them to, I guess, kind of get a sense of to feel comfortable i think what most did is they opened or built these religious uh places like synagogues or yeah for muslims and then for for christians a church or you know i don't know the specific names for these different types of holy sites but you guys get what i'm talking about right yeah yeah so they they affect the cultural landscape because you know they a religion is something that obviously you can obviously change you can convert but if you want to keep it close to you you want to build these these you want you want to build these things to be closer to your god or what your higher or in order to like honor them and yeah in order to honor them i'm not experienced with that but yeah. yeah So I would like to talk about back in the day. So, back in the day, how far back? No, no, I'm just saying like back in the day. Were there a lot of uh, Jewish Jews in Europe, specifically I mean, in France? Or I mean, there were a lot of Jews in Europe. Yeah, I would say coming half of uh, them. Yeah, yeah. Then World War Two happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I would say that obviously. Christianity was a was one of the one of the big uh, religions in Europe, but you know, following up and probably after Christianity was uh, the Jews. Well, I don't I don't think it was the Jews. I think it was more is because most people in Europe don't really follow religion, and when I say most in Europe, I'm talking about maybe I'm pretty sure most Russians don't believe in a god but when yeah. it came to this 
the second dominant majority I think would be Islam because a lot of Islam um, Muslims were coming over because of that crisis and usually you don't usually are uh, sorry most Jews are in Israel because it's an ethnic state and they tend to not really move and when they do they're typically in small numbers and I think the amount of pe- I think the amount of people who follow Judaism in France is less than one percent which isn't that much when you compare it to Islam which is around eight or Christianity which is half the population so I think what I'm trying to say is it does uh, Jews do have a big impact in France when it comes to religion but it's not as much as you might think yeah <clears throat> Emmanuel yeah so um obviously migration has a huge impact on this religion expanding because well since our since Christianity was already expanded to Europe you know it you, you, should, you would expect it to be strong but compared to Judaism like there's a reason why like events that have happened in the past also shrunk the religion what, what shrunk Judaism like, Judaism yeah. not really you have to most Jews are born into Judaism yeah it's, it's an yeah so it can't shrink it just slows down and the yeah. only reason it slowed down was because there was a man who you know did some things yeah. yeah. Just a, just a little will. Yeah. Oh. So we can we can all agree that migration very very big role in all these episodes and one one of those is one of the things that migration brings is religion, right? Yeah, it brings religion, it brings Culture. language and ethnicity, it brings uh What's, what's the other I, one? Materialistic? I, I, yeah, materialistic cultures and, you know, ide- ideals. It brings ideals. Because I don't want to say France is boring, but it's like a majority of it is like strictly like French. Like yeah. it's just there. I, because, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's, it's France. They can do whatever they want. But it's not as diverse as it is in uh, like here, the US yeah. or in Canada. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's just one color. Over they're there. probably not. They're probably not to that point yet. I feel like. You well, know I mean, what I like, mean? well, it's because like France has wasn't really back then. France wasn't really known as a place that you'd go to. Yeah. If you're looking for economic stability, you usually went to the U.S. That's, that, you know, see, you, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, that's what I'm saying. They're not at that point yet because as as it just recently became that you know a place where you would like to. Uh, migrate to because of the op- uh, economic opportunities because well, I mean, yeah but that's well, what I'm saying is just recently people have that like idea you know while well, yeah, like, like for the US it's been for like a long time now well, it's, well I mean compare when you could compare us to them when it comes to our immigration policies we are a little bit more open and when I say a little bit more open we have a we all, we take in a lot more immigrants than uh, France does, or and because I'm, they accept two hundred thousand a year France, and I'm we I think we accept a little bit more, but uh, when it comes to 
uh, you know, Syrians, they, their plan was 30,000 over two years. And that was in 2015. And I'm not sure what happened after that. But, and, and it's not, I'm assuming it shrunk. I, I don't think it shrunk. Like, obviously they had, the, they had the plan, but I don't think there was a plan presented for the public to see after. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. I think it was just an initial plan for the crisis. And then after it just became a normal procedure protocol. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah. Manuel, what would you like to add on to that? Or? Yeah, I'm gonna add on to the part where, um, where France is considered. I mean, yes, because considered what? It's considered boring, I guess, like you said. Like, it's not really, but if you. I'd say boring. Not, I'm, I'd, what I'd he said boring. is, like, the majority of the people are just French. That's what yeah. he said. Like, they, they are. Well, a large cause of that is because back when looking at the McDomination. It said that the French didn't like Americanism. They don't like anything different. I mean, but isn't that the whole world, basically? Well, yeah, in don't... the U.S. here, it's promoted. Well, yeah, because like... here, it's not American ideas. It's ideas from all over the world. France, it's their ideas. Yeah. In yeah. Germany, it's their ideas. Definitely. Italy, it's, th- it's definitely their idea. Portugal, it's their idea. I mean, sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, even the French people don't like change. They don't. They don't really like anything new. It's not that. It's not like they don't want change. It, they don't. They don't want to. They like consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Like, would you like? Can you add on to that? What you said about consistency. I mean, there's not for me. I'm not as educated on that. On like that consistency part, but. Uh, you're assuming, right? I'm. Yeah, I'm assuming because. The numbers of uh, ethnically born French people compared to the amount of, I guess you would call aliens in France, is like really significant. There's not much diversity within recent years, and now obviously it's starting to pop up. Because uh, I, what, how much? How many people are in France? Around sixty million, sixty-five. Yeah, around that number. Around that number, all right. And demographics, I think, show. I think a six of that is. Uh, six of that is. Sixty-six million, about to be sixty-seven million. Okay, so and, yeah, like I said, uh, six of that are, of um, how do you word African descent? I think, what I read in an article once, four out of five. Uh, black folks have are originate from a African of African origin so like I'm talking former yeah. colonies it says here a total of 10% of the population is considered to be of migrant descent yeah so like it's definitely like not consistent where it's just all white but it's still not a large number as it is here. Yes. Because I think the only time or one of the few times that you'll see that it's not, where that race barrier is not consistent is their national team. Because I'm I'm comparing um, their 1958 World Cup squad with their 2018 World Cup squad. 
Yes. Back in 58, not a single black person was on that squad. Not one. I mean, yeah. Wait, was there? Yeah, I think there was. No, there there wasn't. I, I checked. Okay. And but, then, like, now, now, it's, like, literally now, the now, whole squad is. Besides, like, the strikers. A couple people. Yeah, a couple of people. Like, striker. Uh, Pogba has parents from Guinea. Umtiti was born in Cameroon. Conte. Uh, Fakir. Yeah, Conte was from Mali. Fakir has Algerian descent. Like, yeah. That's what's what's supposed to be expected from migration and immigrants coming into the country. Yeah, but that's caused a lot of problems in the community because they're because people always bash the French national team about playing their African side instead of, you know, French players because technically it's they're not French. They're French citizens, but are they ethnically French? No. Yeah. And that's no, what, yeah, I agree with that, yeah. And that's what's the problem because when it comes to sports, you want you want to represent your team. And when they yeah. say your team, they mean where you've come from. So, yeah. what a lot of, I'm pretty sure, uh, the French president back then was always talking when the 98 World Cup was rolling around, how there weren't many uh, traditional ethnically born French folks on that team. And I think that's where uh, most people saw, agreed with him as well, because like I've said before, they like consistency. They like French ideas, French people, French culture. And then when you integrate that with uh, the former colonies, people don't uh, tend to, I guess, agree. Because it was still a time where racism was still big. Racism is still big today. Yeah. And, and I don't want to say that it's because they were scared. I think they were just, it was, they were still confused and not used to the idea that black and whites could be together rather than separate yeah uh the the example you gave of the national team that's like a a good example but we gotta understand it's not just in france like a good example of it is like in italy you know yeah no there's i i know i understand massive racism over there Yes, massive. Yeah, there's a problem. There was a there's a problem against Telus Verona and uh, Brescia with uh, Mario Balotelli. Lazzi. Yeah, Balotelli, and uh, I'm pretty sure the punishment was 11 year ban on one part of the stadium, wasn't it? Yeah, or was it on a fan? I think it was a fan that was considered the leader, or like, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's not just in France. Yeah, you know. Uh, people in Italy do it. Uh, we saw it at the England Bulgaria game. Yeah, it's it's still a major problem, and it's more. It's like, would it would ethnocentrism be that word, or would it be? Yeah, I, th- I feel like ethnocentrism would be a good word because to... the the idea that they think their their beliefs are better than ones, even though technically they are the same. Yeah, because. Because by law, they're French citizens, meaning that they're French alongside black French people. Like, there's no difference. Yeah. Manuel, you have anything to add on this? You've been pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, I mean, earlier you were kind of describing that they weren't really the French and that it's more of an ethnocentrism idea, like you said. 
Well, yeah, because at some, at some point, it's they're gonna think that they are French and that they believe that they believe in French and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. It takes time. They're born. Yeah. It takes time because obviously over here, it we passed or President Lincoln passed many laws that and obviously ended slavery, gave uh, black men rights to land. I'm not sure if that, that part was right, but he, he he's basically what kind of bridged the divide between blacks and whites, but it was obviously still a divided country. And that's what MLK was fighting for, that's what Malcolm X was fighting for, and, uh, and it took a lot of time, it took over 100 years for that to kind of end between Lincoln and MLK. In France, like, in Europe, it's... I wouldn't say... Because in the U.S., there's still racism. All over the world, there's still racism. Uh... But would you... Hmm, I don't... I don't know how to word it. Would the... Would that process be the same as it was in the U.S.? Because obviously, in Europe, there's not slavery anymore. True. Over here, there's not slavery anymore. Black people can vote over there as much as we can vote over here. Yeah. So, um, wrapping up this episode, we can conclude that religion has changed over time. A majority of that credit is due to migration. And how how uh, the cultural landscape is, how you know, for example, holy sites are being built, and yeah, 